When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> you know what? <coughs> I've been chilling, man. I ain't been feeling well. I weren't feeling well. Wait, shall I roll it? I woke up soup, huh? Shall I roll it or wait? Oh no! Wait, yeah, yeah, no, nah, like, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Unless you want to have a chat with me. Uh, yeah, roll. What it, would man. we talk about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, how long is it rolling for? How long can it roll for without thing? Well, I'm right here, so I can stop and start it. Yeah, so. bro, you need a microphone, bro. Like, seriously, why yeah, do you yeah. not like you, yeah. you? You, I told you before. Yeah. Before I bring a microphone, you brought a microphone. And then I keep you brought it for two it. episodes, and then you never bring it again. And you got a big bag. That, that's <laughs> why I don't put it in there because it's already like heavy and stuff like that. But I put bro, on the, the microphone is not going to be any more heavier, bro. <laughs> Basically, I'm lazy and forgetful. You need to, yeah, you need because it's, it's not my priority to be on the podcast. My priority is to film it. Yeah, so that's I, true. I forget I, about I, it. Yeah. And I know you would respect that, of course. Because that's my that's why I'm here. Yeah, no, that's very important. Your your key thing first is the film, exactly. But it's good to just have it there because sometimes yeah. you're like we're having a conversation, and then you chime in, which is good because your input is good. But you like when it's at a distance, I understand how some people will just be like, "Ah, oh, man, just I get it." Be as on well. the microphone, you know what I'm saying? And I I hear it as well because when I'm editing, I can just about hear my voice. Yeah, and then so and the thing is that's cool. But then it just means that, like, visually, you should really put the subtitles because people people are, like, watching this on the TV or whatever and they're, like, they don't have surround sound and shit. So they're just chilling and then it gets to a point where it's low and then they can't. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so I was editing the one from yesterday. Uh, Is that up yet? I mean, is it? You haven't even sent me what you want. I sent you the audio. Yeah, yeah, but you haven't said, like, which part. The whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It'll be ready for tomorrow. Okay, cool. But I... I didn't write subtitles, but I said I'm. I wrote on the thing, and I said I'm sorry. I can't be bothered to put subtitles, but I'll have to bring my mic, or I'll shut up from now on. You said that for yeah. Me. I've written it on there. <laughs> so if I don't bring my mic from now on, I'm just gonna not say a word. Yeah, I hear that because it's only fair to the people listening. Yeah, I'm losing my voice, man. Like I felt it from when we recorded yesterday, but I woke up today. It's mad, you know. You know, like 
you wake up and I don't speak straight away. So I don't know that I ain't got a voice. So I've like got, had food, brushed my teeth, whatever, all of that shit. Went to the barbershop now, tried to have a conversation, bruv. And then all of a sudden now, uh, my voice is like this. I'm like, shit, bro. Like, Your I just clean lost it. it. It was worse this morning. It was worse this morning. You've been very busy re- the last few weeks. Like, very, very busy. And, I think tra- it's the and traveling a lot as well. It's the planes. Yeah, you've taken a lot of flights in the last month. It's the planes, man. Like, I feel like when it's, especially long distance flights as well. It's like, as soon as I get on the plane, bro, um, when it takes off, obviously, all that air conditioning and shit like that, it fucks my sinuses up, man. Seriously, bro. Being on a plane fucks me. I used to enjoy it. I don't even feel like long distance shit, so I don't even... See Australia, forget about that. Oh, I've, I've done that a few times now. A few times? Yeah, I've got family there. For 24 hours, or have you done the layover? No, well, when I did it, you could only, there was no direct flight. Okay. Well, there still isn't a direct flight to Sydney. You can go to Perth directly, I think, but that's the wrong side of the country. Okay. But it's it's like, in total time of traveling, it's like 26 hours. 20 star Including fuck. the time that you spend in the layover, like the, the hour or fuck two there. That. Yeah. Like seriously. Plus, plus you got to add, get into the airport, waking up beforehand and then get home you from You got to be there two hours before. So really it's like a 30 hour day if you don't that sleep. That is absolutely. And I can't sleep on planes as well. So I just, fuck. Yeah, I can sleep now. I'm very happy about can that. You? Yeah, but the I'm thing really is, envious. I don't sleep for time. I just sleep like, when I get on a plane, yeah, it'll be one of them ones where I fall asleep, I open my eyes, and I think, rah, I slept for time. Then I look and I've only slept for half an hour, or 45 <laughs> minutes or whatever. Do you feel worse when you wake up after a half an hour of sleep? Or an hour of sleep? On, like uh, Like on every day, like every day, if I go home and I just sleep nap for half an hour, then I feel like, if say there was a time when Manny, I was going to gym with Manny in the morning, at six in the morning, I come home, I'd have a nap for half an hour, but I'd feel fucked. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I can't nap. I feel 10 times worse when I wake up, bro. Yeah, napping is mad. Yeah. But you know what, yeah? On the plane, it's all right because I know how it works. So what I do is, bam, I get on the plane now, I put something on. I watch it, I feel tired after 10 minutes, yeah? Then as soon as I feel tired, I don't fight it. I just close my eyes and I just nap. Then I wake up and I know I haven't been sleeping for that long, probably like half an hour, whatever. And I continue watching whatever I'm watching until I feel like I'm tired again. And I just go through, I just embrace the process. So I literally would just fall asleep, wake up, watch the TV. Fall asleep, wake up, watch the TV. And I'll just keep doing that until it's time, until I get to wherever I'm getting to. But um, all like going somewhere is always easier than coming back. Why do you say that? What do you mean? I feel like coming back home it always feels like it's just longer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And also on top of that, it's like that when you're going somewhere, there's the excitement and of the going somewhere. the anticipation of like somewhere new or whatever it might be. Do you get me? Yeah. If I'm on the plane going to, that's going to Jamaica is like, what, eight hours? About eight, nine hours. So the excitement of going there and boom, boom, it's like, it's good. But then when I'm having to jump on a plane and go back, it's just, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I get that. I definitely understand that. Do you ever think you could like travel the world as in like take a year off and just travel? Uh, me as a person, personality wise, yeah. But in terms of like the life that I have now, I, mm. I couldn't take a year out of work. 
as like a as someone who works for himself, you can't you can't just take a month off, let alone a year. Yeah, in this industry. it's not it's not possible for me at all. I'd come back and then everything I had built up would just be dashed. yeah yeah gone. You've gone down levels basically. It's like to, you're to, build, the, you're to the very beginning, yeah. relationships would still be there, yes, but opportunities probably not. Yeah, because new people come in the game and like yeah, like for instance, if I did, you'd have to find another videographer for half cast. If oh, I come yeah. back in a year's time. And that videographer's working well. Why would you bother switching back to yeah, me? Yeah. yeah, it's true. Do you know what? Yeah, it's that's true. Still, that's why. Like, I got a couple of people that I know. Yeah, who have travelled, and I remember at the time when they were like eighteen or some shit, eighteen, nineteen, and they went and they just travelled. I remember at the time thinking, that is mad. What you're going away for seven, eight months on that? That's just nuts. But then they went, they came back. When like. You, you would generally ask like, oh, how was it? And they'd tell you, oh yeah, it was good, whatever. But then later on in life, like when you catch up with them and then you're chatting to them and they start telling you about like everything that really happened, you think, oh shit, yeah. that was actually sick. And they went obviously at a time where there weren't much responsibilities in that. The, the least amount of responsibility the least. they will ever have in their life. Yeah, it's like the best time that you can, the best two times that you can travel the world is those ages there. And obviously when you retire. Retire, yeah. Definitely, hundred percent. But yeah, my li- the way that my life is, as a self-employed person, I can't do that. It's man. hard, man. I feel like it's hard. It's hard for a lot. Of, it's there's so much benefits to it. Yeah, like my I would say a big benefit for me and my life is that technically I can do what I want. I can wake up really when I want. Not necessarily, obviously, when you've got jobs on, you've got jobs or whatever, but like, it's just the flexibility of being able to say, yeah, I'm not doing this. Or the idea I'm that you can that. do what you want. I but can I do think what I want. people who don't work for themselves think, mistake that for like, oh, I could wake up at 12 o'clock every day. Yeah, no. You so. can't because then you're going to miss out on on opportunities. Yeah, and, and technically, whatever. you might be contracted to do certain types of jobs and all of these type of yeah, things. You but don't have to take that contract and you could sacrifice that so you could wake up at a later time every day. You understand. But that's an opportunity gone. Yes, exactly. There is consequences to waking up late. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's just the freedom of being able to just like move however I want to move or whatever. For me, it's fulfillment. Like I feel so fulfilled doing my own thing. Okay. I don't think anything will ever come close to how fulfilled I feel when I produce work for myself and on my own. Yeah. 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 Like the the freedom of like doing whatever I want. I don't really care too much for that, to be honest. It's purely the fulfillment inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's both. Like maybe I'm I take get, it for granted. I'm gonna get to the fulfillment part in a bit, but like I like that. I can I can technically control the way that I can control where I'm going to a degree. Do you get what I'm saying and what I'm doing? Like because essentially I'm working for myself. Yeah, which then speaks to the the fulfillment thing because ultimately that makes me feel good that I'm able to you know, flexing, I'm working on my career, so to speak, and things that I'm interested in or whatever. So those things tie hand in hand. And it's nice that I can like say to myself, you know what? I've been working super hard, like the last however many months or whatnot. Things have been quite good. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna just chill for a couple of weeks. I'm gonna go and do whatever it is that I'm gonna do. And I don't have to go to anyone to find out, oh, you know what? Is it okay if I can, is it okay if I can have um, let's just say, use an example, um, the whole Christmas period, I just want it off. 
for some people that is if especially if you're working in retail which is not a bad thing by the way no but if you you're working in you Christmas like off. imagine you're working in like face if you're yeah. working in Nike Town or something like that, yeah, and you want Christmas and New Year's Eve off, like you can't book that off. Yeah, that's like part of the to, agreement. You're gonna have to quit if you want that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like part of the agreement. You like you have to do that. Yeah. So it's like those type of things are kind of like, yeah, I can do that. But the downside in it is like, is sometimes the mentality that you can find yourself in by controlling your career and doing what you want and like working on your career. I think there's two extremes to that. You feel like, for me, there was like a, a long period of time where I actually did not want to, to go on any holidays and I didn't want to be away from nothing. That's where I'm at now. I'm thinking, yeah. if I go away, for, I remember the time here where um, I went to Jamaica for the first time in my bridgings. It was two of us. Well, there was um, two friends, two cousins. We're all very close, yeah. And um, they've organised this trip now to go to Jamaica around the time when who's but was I think it was that like Prince William was getting married or some shit like that. So there was extra bank holidays. So now as a DJ, that's an extra busy time for me because there's more bank holidays and like do you know what I'm saying? It's more peas. But for them, it's like extra time off work. So. It's like, yeah, they can go on a holiday. They're like, like yeah, like, let's go. And you're kind of like the opposite of like, oh, but I'm missing out so much. So reluctant. Like, yeah. I really, like, I, I, I reluctantly paid the deposit. And even when I paid the deposit, there was a part of me that was kind of on a vibe of, I, I'm not even going to go. I'm going to write this money off. I'm yeah, write yeah, off. The, there's I'm the possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let the man them down. I'm going to give them an excuse and I'm going to let them down. You're now, ultimately... It ended up being one of the best holidays I've ever been on in, in my life. I yeah. had such a good time. But just that barrier of like, ah, oh, I need to I need to work. I need to work. It, it, as a self-employed person, it costs double to take time off. Of course. It, it, it costs the money that the trip costs. Yes. But you're also out of pocket because you're not working during that period of time. So we don't get paid. So you don't, don't get, get paid, paid holiday. It's not like where if you're employed by someone else, you can take time off and your check still comes in every month. Yeah. Like that's that's amazing. And I'm very envious of that. But yes. we do not have that luxury. Yeah. And that is, a, I think, a huge downside. Envious of it to a point, because I used to be envious of it. But I think when you start making more money, then you become less envious of it. Because yeah. then you you start finding yourself we don't have in a position where you get a little bit, where you are yeah. a bit more financially comfortable, where it's like, okay, cool. It may be, the money may differ every month. Yeah. It may still differ, but you've put yourself in a position where it, like, yeah. it's, it's okay. Like, we when don't you're have grinding, limitations to how much we can earn in a month. We could, if we're yeah. working hella hard and hella smart, tens of thousands in a month. Mm. But if you're employed, like you, you might make, it. I can make bonuses and whatnot, but like you're getting that amount. I could make zero in one month. How about that? That's the thing. I could make actually just nothing. Like not even one pound. Not one penny. But I could make the you could I could make, get the back. You could make yearly salaries the in a month. Back in one month. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's nuts as well. You know it's funny, yeah? So one day, um, I was talking to my mum's husband about something, like some kind of thing, some job that I did or whatever it was, yeah. And he was like, what? Like, what? Did you get paid for that or whatever? And I was like, yeah, of course. And like, he's never asked me before, like, how much do you get paid or whatever it was, yeah? But I think I just said, like, I said to him, right, you know that I got, like, 
thing, thing, thing. And he was like, what? And I, I was like- I know where you're going with this. But yeah. then I was like, you know what? Like, and then he, talk, then he mentioned to my mum, and my mum was like, like, really? I, I know why, I get I, I sat down why. with them, yeah, and I said to them, that actually sounds amazing. Yes. But that's not consistent. <laughs> no. It's amazing when it's consistent. I said, because you know it is, yeah, when you look at that one bag, it seems like it's that's just the greatest thing, yeah? But then when you look at the financial year and how much I made in that year, it's just very average. Yeah. That year, it just it, it just meant that yeah. that particular job that I got was a big one. My my now my aim is to put myself in a position where I can get these types of jobs regularly, regularly so that you could look at me so and be like, so then you can go, yo, do you get what I'm saying? Not For even so people can look at you, but so you can go yourself, yo, I'm making bank now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I hear that. And then you and then it's more warranted when you come to me and you're like, what is that you're doing? And yeah. that, and do you understand what Then I'm it saying? makes sense in your head, yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. It's mad, it's like with being self-employed, to every downside, there's an upside, and to every upside, there's a downside. Like everything has, every aspect of working for yourself has a positive and mm. comes with a negative as well. What's the hardest thing for you? Right now, the hardest thing for me is consistent income. Mm. I'm so I'm in a position where I've got quite a lot of opportunities to of like to work with different people and do different things, which is amazing, and it's great that I've reached that level. But quite a lot of those opportunities aren't necessarily paid or well paid or consistently paid. Mm. So I'm having to weigh up the options of do I take this job because of what it is and what it might do for me, mm. or do I turn it down and try and find something that will pay regularly mm. kind of thing. That's for me where I'm at right now in my point mm. of my career. That's the hardest aspect for me. But yeah. I think as you go through it, it changes. I don't think this isn't gonna be my biggest issue forever. No. And I don't think it's it's your biggest issue now. What's yours now? Mine now? Yeah, right now. Um. <clears throat> My biggest issue now is more like in, I want to be able to, I want to be able to get into the property game. I want to, there's like a, I want to start building property for a property portfolio. But as a self-employed person, it's very difficult to do that because they ultimately want to be able to see like what you've been doing for X, Y, Z years and all of these type of things. And it's like if you if I was in a regular job, I would have been able to do that, and I would have been able to pattern that up a lot more easier than mm. it has been for me now. Now it's just spare stress in fucking so many different things that you have to do and show and like be consistent in, and like it's it's a it's a lot of hard work. Where like I just wish it was just as I just wish it was just a lot more simpler. Do you know what I mean? You get to a certain age where you want to start like looking at ways of like investing your money and doing certain things or whatever. And like my my best friends are so advanced in that, and elements of it is because now, but like both of my best friends in particular, they run their own businesses, yeah. But before that, they had jobs and they were mm. working and they were working for a long time doing these jobs and like. <clears throat> 
both of them were career jobs as well. So it wasn't just like a like yeah. just a thing. Like both of them, one of them obviously works in music and that was a career thing or whatever. But he'd been doing that for a while and he had a consistent paycheck, but he was really successful in that too, which was good. So boom, now when he's gone on to owning his own business and all of that stuff, he still has years yeah. of being able to say, oh, I did this and that. And the same with my other... Um, my other best friend, he's just got, he's got bear yards all over the fucking place now. But he had a good, he had a job, he was making good money and he knew like, what I need to do to invest my money and whatever. And he got that ball rolling, but he was always able to go back and say, yeah. well, this is what um, I have done. I've never really had that because honestly, bro, I've never, I've had jobs, but like nothing not nothing a, not major. a career job. Yeah, nothing. Not, not a, like the, even one time I worked in. I worked for a lady, yeah, right, who's like a mentor to me now, and I was with her for like a couple of years, yeah. But and I wasn't there every day, but I was hardly getting. I was hardly getting any money. I was getting a bit, a bit of money, but it wasn't like it wasn't even being paid directly into my bank. It was just being given to me, yeah, and. Oh, cash in hand. Yes, exactly. And then, yeah. like, w without getting into too much detail, it was all right because I was doing un so there was an unproductive side to my life. So it kind was, of just yeah worked so well like, with what it you were doing. It was all right. It was like basically my whole it. thing was this. Yeah, boom. Like I know what this thing is. What I'm doing is not good. Yeah, but that's okay because at some point I've got something I'm interested in and that I want to do. So I'm gonna get out of this. Yeah, It's just a matter of when, finding myself in a position where I could kind of step away from that and fully focus on this. But I was in a, in a place for years where it was like, I'm working on something within music and stuff like that, and I'm like DJing or whatever. But at this time, the money's not really that great, but I'm proper enjoying it. However, I've got stability over this side, which is helping me be able to like, stand up tall and be able to, well, so to speak, but um, <laughs> but be able to, you get what I'm saying? Like pattern up and move and do whatever I wanted to yeah. to do. Do you get me? But so I can't use that to the person Yeah, to you, the person you can't go say, to the bank and say, hey, nah. I was making X, Y, Z amount. Yeah, like, like doing I'm good this. for it. Yeah. yeah, like I'm good for it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like, what? Nah, man. There's just something that. that can't be associated with that. So yeah, later on, like I, I realized how much of a hindrance a lot of that ended up being. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I, I don't regret it. Like, I really, I just don't regret it. I had some of the best times of my life back then. Do you have anyway. many regrets in life, if any? Yeah, I've got a couple of regrets. I've got a couple of regrets. Without like saying exactly what they are if you don't want to, but like, what sort of regrets do you have? You know, like sometimes some people say, oh, like, you know, you shouldn't have no regrets. They make you you are and blah, 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 blah. And I agree with that, yeah. But yeah. there's certain things that happen and in your heart, it never, like, it gets easier and you can get over them as well, yeah. But you just think, oh, you know what? I, I made it. I didn't make it. Give me an example. Like give me an example. Because I'm of the thinking that you just said, like, I don't, not, I don't believe in regrets, but I'm someone who I like who I am as a person. I'm very happy with where I am. Yeah. I like the direction I'm on. I'm not exactly where I want to be, but that's fine. And But I'm very happy with myself as a human being. Mm. And everything that's happened in my life has led to me getting to this point. Mm. So I can't really regret much. The only things I can think of that I regret might be certain interactions with 
people or times where I've let other people down. Well, okay, but even let, still, let's look at I've the learned. let's look at the term regret. Yeah. Okay, for me, it's obviously a thing that you would, had you have been in this situation or in hindsight now, you probably would have changed that decision and not done whatever it is that you feel you regret. Yeah. So yeah, like I'm happy at the I'm I'm super happy of the man that I am now. But there are like a couple of things where I just think that like, I don't know how drastic my life would have been um, if I didn't make this decision or certain things didn't happen. But there are like, maybe like even just down to like a couple of people that I, you know, I, I distanced myself from just through things that I had going on in my life. And I, tr- and I treated them a certain type of way. Like that, when I look back at that, there's like one particular person, I really regret that. I really regretted the way that I treated that person in a time when I was going through what I was going through. I should not have dealt with them like that. But at the time, it made sense to me. And ultimately, some you, you could say, you know, it worked out because I've learned some things from it or whatever. But you know what? I wouldn't have done that then. You know, I think there was a time where on the podcast, I can't remember what episode it was here. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to give minor examples of regrets by the way yeah, there's some yeah. of them I don't really want to go to it's not like some of them are like some of them are with people and some of them are just certain things that you've uh, done I've done yeah okay. but um, but yeah like so like minor regrets one time on the podcast when I was talking about um, that girl that I was sort of I had a thing with or whatever it was yeah and then like how did I explain the situation I think I said something along the lines of like, I ended up fobbing her off somehow. She was like my bridging. We ended up doing a thing. And then like, I remember she was like a sex addict, bro. So imagine, right? I I was going through, I was in a not good space. Yeah. Seriously, in my life. And she came along. No, and we was bridgings for time, bro. Like we was bridgings. But it was always one of them things where it was like, I didn't think that she was attracted to me like that. When I met her, I didn't think that she was attracted to me. Do you remember the story I'm telling you now? No, but I okay. <laughs> you might remember it like this. Boom. I was first holiday with the man then. First holiday with the man then. The, the guy that actually met her, one of my brethren's or whatever, that met her, he was the looker. And she like... I know it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So he, he, he ended up getting acquainted with her, but nothing yeah. ended up really happening. But me and her ended up just being super cool. And it was that. Whoever's watching this will know. There will be some people who know uh, exactly shit. what I'm talking about. You, this, it wasn't that long ago that you told this. Yeah, it, it was recently. It was yeah, recently. okay, I remember. So, yeah, <laughs> I remember. So anyway, cut a long story short, whatever. Wait, pause just real quick. Okay. Yeah, so cut a long story now. Boom. We flipping, like we're just friends, whatever. Like, <laughs> there's certain things in the story I didn't tell. I might as well tell it now, yeah. Wait, hold on. So, get, like, get, get to the regret part, though. I'm going to get to the regret okay, part. Cool. But, I, you know, I like telling you. Yeah, go on, story. go on. Indulge yourself. Indulge so anyway, yourself. boom. Like, so we're cool now, whatever. I'm, I've accepted the fact that we're just brethren and that's it. Like, she's good looking, but we're just cool. Why yeah. not? But we just occasionally go out for a drink, go out to eat. I talk about girls. She talk about guys, whatever. And then I remember one time I'm driving my car and I got my hand on the gear stick and she put her hand on top of oh, my hand shit. on the gear stick. And I'm kind of like, rah, yeah. like, she's got a hand on my hand kind of vibe. Like, she's you. not really done that before. Anyway, cut a long story short, boom, things started happening, but I was very unhappy at that time. So it was weird. It's like, imagine I'm 
sexually active with a girl who I'm very attracted to, who's my brethren, who I thought was my brethren anyway. And then now this is happening, but I'm not in a good space. So I can't really enjoy it as much as I would like to have enjoyed it, yeah? I did enjoy it, but there was just like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm still not, it's not making me feel better. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't help the fact that like, she's fucking, Honest. bro. Listen, bruv, like, and I'm not, I'm a man like this. I'll be honest, I'm just well documented. Like, twice at the most. You're not gonna catch me on the rounds thing. Like, I'm not yeah, gonna be out yeah, here yeah, like yeah, yeah, six yeah, yeah, rounds yeah, 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 deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll never hear like, like I've got, but she's that girl that wants rounds all from day. Me. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. You wake up in the morning, bam, hit. Then you might get a little something to eat, bam, hit. Nah, then you already might just that's too fucking much for me in one day. Go shop, come back, bam, hit. Then you just flipping, relaxing again, watching something on TV midway through, bam, hit. Jesus. Then, like, and then I might I have to go touch road, whatever, come back, bam, hit. It's like <laughs> crazy, but I'm not, that's not what's happening, but that's the vibe that I'm getting that is, you get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, um, it's uncontrollable now. I'm opening up the door and it's just fucking. Yeah, I'm like, it's Wait. too much for you. Yeah, I'm like, like, let's say hello. Let's how are you? <laughs> let's you know, how let's say day? hi. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. all this shit's just, just too much. Yeah. So anyway, boom. Ended up doing that thing where like I text my brethren, um, call me. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me this. So obviously my brother knows the pattern. Like yeah. we, we've got that thing in it. Well, we had that thing where it's like, we're older now, and it? So these things don't happen anymore. That's why I talk about it. Cause otherwise I would not say it. I would not talk about this. But anyway, boom, call me. So he knows what that is. Rings my phone, chucks, right, it's a madness. Boom, like, where are you? Come pick me up. I've lost the thing, whatever, come up. And I'm like, bro, I can't even leave the yard right. Nah, chucks, I need you to like, leave now. So anyway, I'm like, yeah, right, cool, I'm gonna come. Oh, uh, who was that? Oh, it's my brethren. Like, it's a bit of a madness, but I'm not leaving. But the way that we'd make it extra believable now is he'd ring me again. <laughs> again, yeah, yeah. So I answer the Have you left yet, bruv? What? It's a man. Like, fucking, I'm out here, bro. I'm stranded. It's this, that. And man, like, man, them chasing after me. And, uh, you know, Baze, you know, it's no, fucking no. mad out here. Like, like, I've got to fucking leave. You and your boy really had the. Yeah, it was down. mad. So anyway, I've left and I've gone to my mum's. <laughs> And I've laid on my bed, yeah, at my mum's, and I'm like, I can't deal with this right now. But anyway, she's left now. And then I just stopped chatting to her. I stopped, I just thought, you know what? I can't like, what, I need from, to from focus. that moment? Yeah, I just thought, you know what? I need to focus on like getting better and feeling better and understanding why I'm feeling the way that I am. So I lo completely locked her up. I did not message her. You she rang me. I Listen, bro. I completely yeah. ghosted her, bro. Okay. She rang me a few times, sent me text messages, said happy birthday to me, like all of these things. And I never responded one time. And then when one time I saw her, I was on the way to the gym and I saw her at a distance. Yeah, my, my heart Your dropped heart to my goes. big toe. Yeah. Cause I, now it's awkward. So as I'm walking towards her, I'm like kind of going to sort of hug her, like, you're all right, whatever. And she's pushed me, but I almost fell off. I almost fell over the fucking balcony. Jeez. The girl pushed me, she's like, nah, like. Fair and enough. then like, I went into the gym. I remember I tell, telling like a couple of the guys I was training with at the time. And I felt so bad for that because she had done nothing but treat me good. Yeah. I know like we were friends and then it got like this, but she was, she always just like, 
had so much respect for me and always had nice things to say to me and like was really encouraging and like she just dealt with me in a real good way and I treated her super bad bro yeah and like and so I regretted that like I like in in some way I kind of wish that it did like we didn't um have do what we did yeah even though that was it was I'm not gonna lie it was good but at the same time I kind of feel like you know, I found myself in this position now and I, if there was anyone that I shouldn't have dealt with like that, it was 100% her. And I'm so happy that I got to explain it to her in the end. It was like maybe a couple of years later, but um, uh, she just messaged me one time and she was just kind of like, oh, you know what? I hope you're okay. And I thought, you know what? I sent Perfect. her a long message. You know what? Yeah, yeah. We need to chat like, X, Y, Z. And she was like, cool. I went and met her and I just, I was 100% honest with yeah, her. I even told her about the um, thing, about um, my brethren and that calling me on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I told yeah. her, I said, I said everything. I laid it all out and I just said, I was like pr very apologetic and I wanted to, her to know that I had a lot of respect for her, but like I, I was just being super duper selfish and which isn't a bad thing. Because sometimes but, you have to be, but... But you dealt with it cowardly. A hundred percent. I should have just said to her, do you know what? I can't even much. do this right now yeah. because I don't feel good within myself and whatever. So that that was a... a that's that was fair enough. That That's definitely a fair regret. Like, I think the way we can deal with people at times, I, I believe you can definitely regret that. And I think you should. Work-wise... Um, I've only got one regret work-wise. Go on, then just choosing to work with someone that my gut told me at the time I probably I shouldn't. Yeah, I hear that stuff. But look at your face, his face is going red and everything. Because I can't say it, but I hear that you stuff. know what yeah. I'm on about. But yeah, that, that's the only regret. But it's a regret because I didn't trust my instinct. And my instinct told me from the get-go, I don't trust this person. Yeah. And I even told it to them directly. I said to them at one point, I don't trust you. Mm. And they said, cool. But I, I still didn't listen to myself. Mm. Yeah, sometimes you have to listen to your gut. The only thing is sometimes your gut can way. be wrong. But sometimes you have to trust that, man. Yeah. Sometimes you have to trust it. Especially if, especially when you're judging by how often your gut has been right. Because there are there yeah. are times where you you look at like trusting your gut and you're like okay cool yeah I dodged one I dodged one I dodged one ah oh, you know I was wrong here but it's okay it's okay to be wrong it's okay for the gut to be wrong but if your gut's wrong bare times then it's different yeah see the thing is I don't listen to mine enough but yeah I always look at it in hindsight and I can't lie a good like eighty percent of the time maybe more my gut is right in the end yeah. but I've I've never actually listened to it and like had the balls to go, you know what, I don't feel like this is right for whatever reason. Yeah. Even if I can't really process the reason, I just doesn't feel right. Yeah. I've never had the balls to really do that. So I've always fallen for that in a sense. Yeah. But looking back, my gut's normally right, bro. Yeah, same. My gut is dead. usually always right. Yeah. Like. I think that's a lesson I'm still learning the hard way is I need to trust myself more. Yeah, man, that's key. Trusting yourself is so important, bro. I'm telling you, trusting yourself is so important. But also having the courage to be able to have certain types of conversations is key too. Because you could trust your gut, yeah, but then it's how you deal with the situation. You know, like you, 
you might feel like, you know, this situation isn't for me. I don't trust this person or I don't want to work with them. Or I don't trust this girl, whatever it may be. But then ultimately how you can be judged is how you deal with that situation. You could then say, oh, I don't trust them. And then you start answering the phone. You stop chatting to this person or whatever. And it doesn't always need to have, be that way. Nah. It could just be like, you know what? This p- particular thing isn't for me. And yeah. that's that. And I've got one of my, my close friends, yeah, who I'm going to have on a podcast one of these days. I'm going to have a good chat. We've spoken about it a bunch of times, but that's something that I've always admired about him so much. He, he like, everyone always says, you know what, yeah, I do, I, I will, I don't mind putting myself in positions where I have to have an awkward conversation. A lot of people do mm. say that, yeah. But when it's time to have it, there's a lot, not a lot of people that actually fulfill that. And he is consistent yeah. in having the awkward conversation. There's a problem, straight away, yeah, picking see, up the phone. See, like, that's let's, something let's, I really respect. Let's, like, what's the problem? Let's talk about it. Or he's the person who will, uh, you know what, I'm feeling some type of way. I didn't like that. Bam. Talk about it. I'm letting you know, I'm just letting you know that I didn't like that. I, I had an issue with that. So you always know where he stands. Like, because you yeah. always pick up the phone. feel like there's like, a big generation of people now. It's yeah. like, they will have a big issue with their brethren. And the first thing they do is go straight online and then post, like, an indirect quote. See, that's bullshit. That says, I, you, you could never be someone's friend when such and such and such happens. Mm. And you've got to find your inner thing. And yeah. then they have a caption that says, yeah. Like, you know when it happens to you. <laughs> or like, like, you know who you are. Yeah, you like know that. who you are. And it's like, you're talking about you your- You know bro- if you've been this Yeah, person. if the what, what do you say? If the shoe fits. If the shoe fits. If the shoe fits. Yeah, I'm here with that. Taking anything like that to social media, even before or after you've dealt with the situation, I don't, I'm not really for. Yeah. I'm not really for. But that's something that I really respect about working with Julie is that she's like- Super transparent. Super transparent suit like ridiculously and it just makes things so much easier i really like her i really like her input on things and her perspective and i like how she delivers it like she she's you know she's come to me a couple of times like one time in particular she sent me a voice note about uh, uh, something that I, I i did a conversation that i had and the way that she broke it down was so good mm. like it really made me understand something, this particular thing differently. And she didn't really need to do that. But I think that she felt like, you know, I checked for Chucks, yeah, but something was off and I just want to just, I'm going to tell him and I'm going to be direct with it. She didn't beat around the bush and like try to like butter it all up. She was so direct and super transparent and we talked about it. And you have to appreciate them type of people because I feel like those people are super rare. A hundred percent. I value her on a, like on an immense level. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like the conversations that me and her have had at times have been like not necessarily very easy, but I've always walked away from it feeling like cool. Yeah, yeah. this is good. Like we're on the right path again. She's fair. She's extremely fair. She's extremely fair. Extremely She's a bit honest. Moody. Julie's a little moody still. But, Do you know I, what I, like? but I don't know if her moods are ever like that deep when she uh, has been in a mood. I'm trying to think if I've really, really experienced her in a mood. 
Okay. I don't think I necessarily have. I think Julie's moods only with me, but are like warranted. super quick though. So then I don't feel like her moods are permanently yeah, yeah, yeah. long. No. Like they're, they're not like I don't think she's things, in a mood for the whole. I'm, yeah. I'm sure naturally she is like anyone. Yeah. We all get. But I don't think of, she lets things fester in our in her head yeah. at all. But like, so she will be like something will happen and then boom, vexed. attack. Remember I said when she was here. Yeah. Like. She went, she was on crud for like- She switched. Two seconds. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> she's realized yeah, I was on crud there still. I'm gonna be yeah, yeah, nice yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And then I'm on crud again quickly, but- Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Transparency in a person is, is, is important and consistency, man. Yeah, I value it a lot. Consistency. Consistency is good. I, there are people that maybe I don't check for like on a- deep level but they're consistent and so because of that it makes working with them or dealing with them a lot more easier because yeah. they're consistent in their actions when someone is inconsistent it's hard to do business with someone who's inconsistent I can't do it I can't do it I remember working for this this lady as well and she said to me um, I said to her why do you not speak why are you not working with XYZ anymore and she just said they're inconsistent that was that. That's and I like always that's an amazing me. I, thought, response. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, cool. But I'm um, going back to um, the self-employed thing in that year. Yeah. So yeah, I had a a, t- a period of time where, you know, I just got like stuck. I didn't know what I was trying to do, and like I woke up one day. I was like, oh fuck all of this shit, man. I don't want to do none of this shit anymore. I'm getting a job, but <laughs> I still kind of got a job within like music-ish and bruv I was there for a month and I remember just thinking to myself ah oh, nah I don't know man what this was, is cool what kind of company was it what did they it do it was good it was to be fair it was good they treated me quite well I was working for a company that um, they put on a festival and so oh, I was yeah, working yeah, on yeah. and like so what I was actually doing was pretty good but the environment I was working in I wasn't used to so and it's like I'm going into with it too much Nah, not really. Like I, di- I felt like I, I felt like I did my job very well. There was a part in it For where it was like I had to interview dance DJs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you. I think you've said this a few times in the podcast. And that was a, that was sick because at that point I was trying to understand a lot of them anyway. Yeah. And like what, like what was yeah, making it so big? Yeah, I remember me big. and you had a conversation in your car a while ago. You were like, yeah, I'm actually, I actually like house music and dance music. And I was yeah, like, what? Yeah. I like Afro, I like Afro house, and I like. Could not believe it. Mm. You're like, yeah, one year I went to We Are Festival on my own or something like that. I went to, yeah, I went to We Are Festival and I went to EDC, uh, Electronic Dance. Electronic uh, Daisy Carnival. Daisy, one of the two. It used to be called Dance and I think they changed it, but it was EDC. Um, I I went there on my own. I went to a bunch of festivals. I was really shocked. I went to Aoki on my ones. That was nice. I just wanted to see what that was like. This man's out there flipping, throwing cakes at people and shit. I know, I went to see him at Brixton Academy last year. I went there. This year. No, uh, this year I was at the, I was at it this year. I went to it like five years ago. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he's did nuts. you watch a documentary about him? No, it's on Netflix, bro. Watch it. He's nuts. His whole family are like mad famous. Oh, for real. His dad started Benny Hanna. Oh yeah, I knew chain. that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. And his sister is like a ridiculously big actress. She was in like one of the original Fast and Furious films, but she's been in loads of stuff since then. Oh, like their whole family is like on ridiculous Super, levels yeah. that's nuts yeah that's mad I knew that his dad um, 
started Benny Hanna though. Mm. But yeah, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of these DJs and stuff, and that was good. Like going in a, the fact that they trusted me to sit in a room with like a little dictaphone thing and just like have give me their telephone number and just ring them. Yeah. And I had like, you know, 20 minutes with some and I had like 45 minutes with some like, like you know, like some of them were had things to do but they enjoyed having the conversation which was nice so they would we would just be talking and, but then I'd have to type it all up and shit <coughs> but I enjoyed that because I was learning something from it and I was making my own understanding from something but as a whole obviously being there in the morning leaving late and it was kind of for a, a company that does what it does it was kind of quiet in there like everyone just was not talking to each other Everyone was just had their head down doing whatever they emails, was doing. Yeah, and then on top of that, like their life on the weekend was completely different uh, to mine. Yeah, so the story you told of the guy who just went ham. Yeah, bro. Friday, my man would leave the office. Like he'd have his head down Monday to Friday. Yeah, you I didn't like, know that was in the same He's month. on his job, he's doing his thing. Quiet, you ask him a question, he gives you the answer. Any information you need, he'll <laughs> give it to you. He's like super on point, yeah. So you come Friday, bruv. This man will leave the office, Different roll back on Monday. And the man's telling me, I'm asking him, what have you done? What did you do on the weekend? He's like, don't remember. I don't even remember. And I haven't been home. <laughs> I haven't been home. Like, literally, I know that my missus is going to kill me. But it was one of them ones. I popped some pills. I did this and that and all kinds of shit. There's so many people in this industry that live similar and to that. And that's casual. Yeah. Like that was like, man was not battering an eyelid today. I was like, oh really? Okay, Life. cool. Cracking back on again. I'm like, what? No, let's talk about this. <laughs> like, what do you mean? So like, what? And you know what? I'm like, so what time did you pop this pill? And then where was you at this time? And then so when you had the come down, where was you? What you crap? You can't back on any of those questions. Bro. He's like, I don't even. He's like, bro. Then it's like, Chuck's fucking. Like, you're asking too much. Just questions get on the word, bro. Yeah, bro. Ring this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? But um, now nah, it was enjoyable. But there was obviously that time where it was kind of like, yeah, this this just definitely isn't for me. Yeah. Being here like that. You know what I mean? What did you go on to after that? Like directly after that month there, what did you do? Did you carry on? After the festival, so I actually worked at the festival as well. Yeah. Um, I was like taking the DJs to like, to their tent to do whatever. I remember oh, so as yeah, well, you know what? I remember um, Loco Dice, yeah? Oh, Loco Dice is sick. I took him to his tent, yeah, to play. And I'll never forget. I can't remember who was playing before him, but the tent was still lit. But see when Loco Dice came on. Big bro. man. Oh my God. And big y'all. Yeah. Like it's like all of them, it's like all the girls in this festival at this point as well knew Loco Dice is on at like 5.30 or whatever. So they're all in there. The tent is ram and it's a vibe. Yeah. Bro. And like that was super inspiring. Like seeing just how like he's controlling the crowd with the music and just... Like people are loving him, but they're enjoying it as well. Like everyone's just, it was like, it was a good moment to watch, man. Like, so yeah, I did all of that. And so I worked, I did all that stuff and I loved it. And then, and then that was it. I, 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 um, I can't remember exactly what I did after that. I think I just went quiet. I was still like doing some DJ gigs or whatever. Were you still doing your unproductive stuff at that point? Mm, yes. So you kind of went back into but that I stopped, but, but, 
by then it was super slow. Like I wasn't, cause I wasn't focusing on it and yeah. I didn't really want to, I'm at a point now, I don't really want to, I don't want to do that now. Yeah. Do you get How what I'm saying? You, so, do you remember? Roughly. I was like, I'm like maybe mid twenties. Okay, cool. Mid twenties. But like, now I'm like, Shit. okay, cool. This like, I'm, my thing is how it is, but I've, it's purposely like that. But, um, but yeah, like I got a purpose in it. I got to figure it out. I just need to figure it out, and I need to try and make it work. So, so yeah, I just bro. All I I tell you one thing that I really did. Yeah, I literally had to like sort of rebrand, rebuild, and like just crack on and just hope that at some point things start paying off. Yeah, because there was like I never went and studied and had. The degrees or anything like that. I went to college and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't have a major thing that I could fall back on. So it was like, <laughs> I have to make this, I've got to make this work somehow. Yeah. And I've got to be patient. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel as well. That That's, the patient stuff is, is super important. I was speaking to my little brother the other day, yesterday actually. And we have some really good conversations on the phone. He's at a stage where he's like, he, he's figured out what he wants to do. But he still has that this pressure. He's nineteen. That's young you know? to figure out what you want to do. Of course, exactly. But um That's sick. Yeah, he's like proper on it and he's trying to cut through and he's trying to do certain things or whatever. But like, you know, he said to me, Oh, you know what? Like I just don't wanna be where I'm at. Like in two years' time I wanna have my yard and car and blah and I'm like, bro in two years' time. I'm like listen, twenty one, bro. I'm like, bro. They said you're super young. Yeah. Trust me when I tell you, yeah. It may not feel like it, but you are incredibly young. Yeah. And on top of that, things are different in today's society to it to how it was 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, there's a lot more people that are staying at home at a later age in their life because it's hard. It's like Bro. you gotta think it's so difficult. Paying rent in London it's, and trying to save for a mortgage and a just joke. living the cost of living in London. Bro, it's you know how much money you have to be on to, tr to actually be successful with that? Yes, exactly. That's ridiculous. If you can go and pay rent somewhere in London save up and for save a for a mortgage, you have actually... You've, you've cracked it. Bruv, you, I'm telling you. So bro, much respect You are doing your thing. <laughs> what? Bro, if my parents lived in London, best believe I would still be there. But a lot of people as well, like there's a lot of people that have had inheritance in some way, shape or form. For example... Um, you know, maybe someone may have died and then had an inheritance, which has kind of given them a boost to be able to get something. Yeah. Or, or like some people have had parents that have like either remortgaged their house to help their kids. Or some, there was like one man that lives on my road in particular, actually, yeah. What he did was, I can't remember exactly what the situation was, but he'd given one of his daughters some money like years ago, which then that door went on to invest and whatever and like being able to just set her life up. Yeah. But he wasn't able to do it for the other daughter. So what he did do was he sold his house. Yeah. He sold his house and he gave her a chunk of that money and he just downsized. Yeah. So he was able to help her so. be able to like start and do all of these type of That's things. It. So those, those are like, some of the benefits that some people have in order to be able to make things happen. Not, and not everyone has that. And mm. some people are still able to make things happen even though they don't have that. Yeah. But ultimately, in general, in London in particularly, it is fucking, in particular, Hard. it is super 
duper hard, but it's not impossible. No. You just need to have a you need to have a certain type of perspective and you have to have patience. I was just about to say, going back to the whole point of what you were saying about patience. Patience. Bro. But you know what I also said? I also said, yeah. I asked, I said, what is the most important thing to you? Like what like what is the most important thing to you right now? And the response was like making a career of doing what he wants to do. So I said to him, right, so that is the important thing. Now you have to work on the important thing and all of the other things that you are mentioning to me will all start falling into place. You will eventually get your house. You will eventually get your car. You will do get all of these things that you want, but yeah. you have to focus on the thing that is important. If you, if all you're doing is focusing on you just want the car the or you just the want things. the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, okay, what might happen is you might find yourself in a position where you might get it. You might get you might get the car. You may not be you know ready what? for it though. Exactly. You may not be able to afford it properly. Like, cause you can find yourself in positions like, like going back to kind of what you said before, like <coughs> when you were speaking about you were telling, you were saying that your, your stepdad, stepdad? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you mentioned that like, you got paid a certain amount for something. Yeah. Like that check one day could be enough to get yeah. that car. But what about rent for the next year? All right then. What about food for the next year? Yeah, exactly. You may be or, able, or, you may no, be able no, no. to afford that, <coughs> not afford it, pay for it in a moment. But can you live if you still do that? No. Yeah. Also though, cool, boom, I've got it. But bam, petrol now. Insurance. Insurance now. Bro. Road tax now. I've got friends. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I ain't done. I've got friends. Wait, that's exactly what I was going to say. What'd you say? Tires. Oh, right, shit. boom. You lick a curb now, because this is the thing. You get a car, yeah, and you find yourself in situations where it's, unexpe it's unexpected expenditure. Yes. Yeah? Someone was telling me that it's 184 Range Rover tire worth. A range, yes, you get what I'm saying? 180. Listen, but even then, it's like, boom. I'm driving my car, bam, tire pops, boom, 50, quick, 70 pound, whatever it may God be. God forbid you have oh. some problem with the, with the engine. The engine. Or gearbox. Blood. All right, let me tell you then about Then you are done out let here, Let me tell bro. you about my first whip. Done. Yeah? <laughs> let me tell you about my first Go whip. On. So I've got this whip now, and now it's lit. Because I could go where I want, check, yeah, I can, whatever I want to do, yeah? I can move however I want to move. But I wasn't really ready for this car. I'll tell you how deep it was. This is how I was. This is how deep I wasn't ready for this car. Oh, shit. I saved for this car. I, I saved for this car. But I was like 70 pounds off. That's how I wasn't ready for this car. Oh, if I'm shit. 70 pounds off, I'm not ready for it. You need to have more. If, you're I need to have more if you can afford it by 70 pounds, you're still not ready for it. Bro, really. I need, and in order for me to have this car, really, it wasn't peace. The car wasn't expensive, but it's just where I'm at in my life. In order for me to have this car, really, I need to have extra bank yes, so yeah, that I can yeah, buy yeah. this and I can move, like, however. Bro, how can I be 70 pounds off and I might buy the car, there's no petrol in it, and I'm <laughs> fucked now? How are you going to drive that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So now I've gone to one of my Don's bank. Can you line me up with a... Yeah, of course. Come, whatever. Boom, chats, boom. So he's giving me that. I've gone to the place now, got the whip, um, and, like, sorted myself out or whatever it is now. So I'm driving this car... And then I remember I had bare things, bare things was happening with this fucking car, bro. Anyway, one day I'm driving and then like, I noticed that the temperature is like peaking, oh, bro. Nah. You know, like on, it's like here and it's gone bam. 
and it's like doing this, bruv. It's doing a madness. So I'm like, rah, what's going on? Bro, I've lifted up the bonnet, yeah? All this brown shit start coming out of the engine, blood. So I've rang the AA, the, the man's like two hours later, they've come, whatever. And I'm like, what's, like, what's happened? Like, what is it? He's looking at it and he's like, I think it's the head gasket, mate. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> but all I know is by his reaction, it's, it's a madness. It's pain. So anyway, I'm like, he's like, he's talking me to the cut, to my thing. Wow. How long was that off for? Time? No, 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 it wasn't off. Oh, cool. So boom. Now, I've fucking gone to the, the, the car show, the thing to go and get the thing fixed, whatever now. And the man's telling me, yeah, um, yeah, this is gonna cost like f um, six bills or whatever. <laughs> so it's like, do you get what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't account for this. So now that's six bills out of the, out of the blue. Fines. That's the next thing. Fine. When you're not ready for, bro, when you're not ready for a whip, yeah? That's more in your control. Of course. So I... No, you, you say that, but that's still a part of it at times. Yeah, because yeah, you could yeah. you can get yourself in a situation, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, sometimes you don't even know it happened, bruv. Like, it, there, okay, you could be extra You could, you could be extra vigilant and of probably course, avoid all but that. But you I know, get it. You're yeah, a human yeah. being and you make mistakes. You will make mistakes. The, the point is, is that it's... Uh, something that you didn't account for. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So bam, now this is, and you might, the thing, the thing is on top of that, you may not even really have the money for that now. No. So you're like, you know what, cool, I'm gonna hold on this fine and I'll pay it in the, when I get the bank. But that bank ain't come in yet and late this has gone higher. The late fee. And you're like, you know what, don't worry, it's calm because I've got this coming in. Bam, it gets higher. <laughs> Next minute now, bam, bailiff knock on your door now. And then it's a note saying what? Yeah, eight fifth. And you're like, what? How did it get here? So yeah, oh, the, the whole point of all of what I'm saying is yeah. that you buy, you can get something, but you're just not ready for it, bro. Yeah. Focus on, on what you want to do to get to there. And that stuff will happen if you're focused and hardworking. Oh, yeah. Most likely. But man... It's difficult though. Yeah, it's it's hard, man. Like it's not easy. Like living, fuck it, living here. Also, he, bro, at nineteen years old, he says he by two years he, be Chris, he wants me. to be in a certain position, bro. If you only figure out what you want to do at thirty, you've still got another 35, 40 years of working life left. Yeah, bro. You have got time. He's I think, smash it. Trust yeah, me. I think my generation is specifically feels a hell of a lot of pressure to know what we want to do and do what we want to do young. Yeah. And if you haven't got a mortgage by 25, you, nah, fuck you, you, you're not doing anything. That's because there's, that's bare, ridiculous. That's because there's bare people on the internet. Bare people on the like internet. But also, fucking... I, I feel like our school system doesn't, have, doesn't help that. Like if you're someone who wants to pursue something like a, d a degree in something, you pretty much have to know what degree you want to do by the time you're 16, bro. Because you have yeah, to choose no, the right exactly. GCSEs, then the right A levels, then get to the university. That's too young. Yeah, that's true. How many people really know what they actually want to do at sixteen? Yeah, that's mad, bro. That's mad. A lot, yeah, I guess a lot of that shit comes down to like your parents and that. You know what? Be a doctor, man. Sure. Could do. Like, be a nurse or be a this or whatever. But like, even, okay, even cool, if you don't nurse, have a pushy parent and you're still trying to figure out what you want to do, someone will just come and just say like. You'll sit down with someone and they will usually just give you just a, a couple of like, what I like to just the normal generic things that you would do mm. in life. Be a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer. Be a, some, you might trades, a trades, but like you might get into the trade City aspect. Worker, banker. Yeah, banker, like, but 
a lot of those things are just super generic. But now I think there's so many examples of people that are doing amazing stuff yeah. outside of all of that. Mm. Like, yeah, it's like you can open your mind at a, at a younger age yeah. and know even more so, okay, these are not for me, but I could possibly do this and that. And there's all these other examples of things that they can do. Mm. But then also when you have too much choice, that's what makes it difficult to, you know. Yeah, I agree. And when we're looking around on social media and seeing like the people who have managed to achieve ridiculous things at a young age, yeah. you feel pressure to like live up to that. Yeah, definitely. But like you forget that you're looking at the 0.0000001% of the population that have actually managed to do that. Yeah. But because you see it and everyone else is kind of glorifying it, you feel like if you don't live up to that, you're unsuccessful. That's true. Which is nuts. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, listen, bruv, I'm trying to get out of here. I don't know where the fuck Poe is. I'm ringing him now. He fully didn't turn up. It's going to be the easiest podcast to edit for me, though. One camera. Yeah. <coughs> His arm was still hurting him, actually. Oh, he did text me earlier saying he was going to hospital. Oh, he's, oh did he? I said don't, to him, don't know how true that is, but he did I say I said I'm going I was going to take him to the hospital. Oh, okay. He's funny. Oh, he's funny. You know? Yeah. The thing is, he, he said, oh, I'm going to hospital. Okay. Who knows if he's actually going to hospital? Have you seen that whole madness with Doc Rotten and J1? Oh, shit. <laughs> you, might need, you might need to take the mic because I don't know what that is. Do you want to come? Do you want to chat with me? Come. So, everyone, this is, this is my young G. Yo. Cut. Oh. Yeah, chuck it on. I'm not sure how much of this will use, but cool. <coughs> this is my young G, Kaya. You are a young aspiring artist as well. So yeah, Kai Zeno. Kai Zeno, yeah? Come on. Hey, I like Kai Zeno. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, you live on the same road as me as well. I've known mm. you since you was fucking, I don't know, right, super four. young. And <laughs> but um, yeah, bruv. Yeah, you the, um, yeah, Dot Rotten and that. So, you know what, you explain it. Do you, do you know what happened from the beginning? Oh, all right, all right. Let me just talk on what I know, innit? Yeah, yeah. From what I know, yeah. No, it's actually better. Like this. Like this. Okay, because I'm Yeah, from what I know, yeah, I've just seen, like, basically, from the beginning, I've seen J1 in studio with Still Bangles, and he's obviously releasing a new tune, innit? Million Bucks. And he's at his Still Bangles, like, yeah, me and Still Bangles releasing a tune. And then, I don't know, however much time longer, I don't know what happened, what conversation these not had, but Dot, right, Dot Rotten just came out on a madness, like, raw, you're releasing a tune called Million Bucks, but when I ask you for 15K for the beat, you're stuttering, like, yeah. you're moving like you ain't got the money. But And then he's even drawing out facts, like, you're moving like he ain't got the money, but I know for a fact you're getting 20k a show. Yeah. So it's either you're getting bumped by someone, yeah. or you're trying to bump me. Either yeah. way, he just wants his 15k. Yeah, I think he he had a he had production credit on wasn't it on that song? Didn't he produce that song? He produced the whole beat. Yeah. He produced the whole beat, but he was in the studio with Still Bangles. But what was Still Bangles' involvement in that tune? have no idea this okay. is the thing I feel like I know him and Still Bangles work together and, yeah I didn't, they definitely work together all it seemed to me obviously he need like to, 
it was they. It seemed like J One was gonna release this song with without no, with no mention of Dot Rotten. Like, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Like and not paying for the beat. Mm. And this is the thing, yeah. I proper felt Dot Rotten in how he, in how he acted in that because, see, like producers, yeah. Sometimes people take the piss with producers and that. And on and on top of that, like a lot of the time, they don't always get the credit that they deserve. Often, yeah. still. and you got f- and to be fair. Sometimes it's not that big of a deal purely because at, as, as long as you've got your finances straight, rem- mm. remember, the producer always gets 50%. Mm. That's a stock. So it's like, okay, cool. I may not get the credit. And credit is key if you're looking at legacy. Mm. So if you're working with certain people as a producer, like say if I'm working with like, say I work with Jay-Z or, or Stormzy mm. or Skepta, like I want that credit yeah. because that adds to my legacy. I want that. That's more important to me than just the money because I want people to know that this is what I did yeah, and it true. needs to be there. It needs to be documented. Some people are just kind of on the vibe of whatever, just pay me my peas. But that's on the thing of, lah, bruv, you're taking, how can you actually premiere a tune and then like, you ain't even paid me my piece. That is taking the fucking piss. You probably just thought, nah, you're taking the piss out of me now. But so. where Dot Rotten went so mad is that <laughs> he makes a diss re- Imagine this, Callum, yeah? He makes a diss record for J1. Going hard. Going well. hard at him, yeah? Only to say at the end, yeah, he paid me the piece and the song's coming out. Fam, on Instagram. <laughs> Listen. He's like, listen. At the end of the, it was at the He's end like, of the yeah, video, wasn't out. it? He's like, yeah, the tune's coming out still. And I feel, I feel like he just did that because he just thought like, no, man are treating me like I'm a liquid man in this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I feel like people don't, a lot of people don't know about where Dot Rotten's like come from. Like, Bruv, what Dot Rotten is on. Dot Rotten is like, Dot Rotten is a God MC, you know? <laughs> like, listen. you can't take that, like, you fuck around with him, he gets on a microphone and it's problems. But, but, and he's, that, do you know what? That's the advantage that he's got over a lot of producers because mm. not a lot of producers can get on a microphone and do that. And also not a lot of producers have a thing where there's a group of core, like a, a big core fan base that want you to get on the microphone. Yeah, Dot Rotten has fans, yeah, that want him to make music like that. But he's, there's two sides to him. There's Zeph Ellis, which is the producer side, and then Dot Rotten, which is the, the MC. Yeah, I can't think of many producers who's like that still. Like, there's a lot of producers, or there's a lot of MCs or rappers that make beats for themselves. Yeah, Skepta's one. Yeah. Skepta JME makes yeah, a lot of his stuff. But I can't think of a, I can't think of a producer, like, Blade Vision. I think Blade Vision produces a lot of his stuff um, as but well. Dot Rotten and makes hard, beats. Dot Rotten yeah. produces for no, people, like, I don't know about I don't know maybe I'm wrong no no Dot Rotten he's no he definitely produces for people I'm saying that I don't know many other artists who make beats for bare other people yeah yeah. they're like a freelance producer in that sense yeah but I think that like yeah he came at him and he just went super cruddy and said yeah boom like the song's out now anyway yeah so yeah you can go and get it you can copy it and it's like okay like did he need to go that hard on him like that was it a little bit of bullying sometimes you sometimes you gotta do that just to let people know you can't really fuck around in it the only problem with that though do you know what the problem with that is just look like a bad guy some nah sometimes yeah that (laughs) there's that but sometimes it, it puts people off wanting to work with you yeah because 
if you already have if you already have a um a persona or people already know you to be hard work or a headache yeah then and then you do something like that it can be taken out of context a bit and then mm. also some people will be like he's good but you know what I don't even want to work with my man because he might just get upset. <laughs> he might get upset. And you know what? Before you know it now, I've, I'm trying to get a beat from my man and I found myself in a lyrical war. <laughs> I found myself in he some lyrical you, confrontation. He tells you 15, you tell him All right, maybe 10 and, he, and it's on now. <laughs> it's yeah. on. But pay these fucking producers, man. Yeah, Give real. them the money, bruv. Like give and I feel the like money. credit's If a man tells you this is how much it costs, then just give him the fucking money. Or don't that's use it. You're in that mm. position as well. Yeah, bruv. And like, I feel like credit's important as well. Like I feel like credit is an important thing. Yeah, it is. Like even if it's like in a in a video, like someone's major banging beat, if the tune is banging and like seventy five percent of the reason that the tune's banging is because the beat is hard, like all you have to do is say produced by yeah. so and so. Is J one independent? Um, I'm not I sure don't I don't think, think so, so. you can google it but I, I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of that business but yeah do you know what credit is very important bro mm. actually for me and I understand that actually I actually understand that credit is super important for anyone who is working particularly in the creative industry Definitely. if you if you if you take part in something then you should always fight for your credit, for you to have credit, mm. for you to be able to be known that you took part in it. Because you know what, the money and stuff is good, yeah, but the credit for the legacy is just so much better, man. Imagine like there's a piece of work out there that is an absolute classic. It's an absolute timeless classic and you was a part of it. And no one, no one knows you for that. Mm. And it's like, the, having credit can lead to so much other opportunities. Especially as a producer. Especially, Especially as a producer. As a, producer. a videographer. Yeah. A, even a videographer. It's like you, you can make a, do a, a video for somebody or whatever it may be, yeah? Like a music video. Mm. And it's super artistic, like, and very different. Some proper crazy shit. And then you have your credit, like, you did that. It was you that did that. God knows how much people then say, oh, wait, who is that guy? Mm. And then that's that's more opportunities from then. You if you don't get that credit, you might get the peas, but then that's it. You're it's done after that. It goes back to what you lot were saying about self fulfillment because it's like imagine that like, you worked on a piece of art like making beats is a hard work and a hard art form, isn't it? So it's like imagine you actually worked on a piece of art. Everyone's gassing it like yeah, this beat is hard and this tune is hard, and then like no one's even saying like yo. Your beat's hard, and not even no one's saying coming up to you saying mm. to you like your beat's hard. Like you don't want at least someone to like recognize like, yeah, this is my piece of art, you know. Like, yeah, this is this was made by me. Even if they didn't give you the money, like the tune massive is playing on every single radio. Yeah, like just someone would want that. You know what I mean? Do you find it hard? See, like like on the come up here, mm. do you find it hard getting beats? Yeah, because. Like, getting beats right now is more like, it's a lot of like searching on YouTube. Recently, a lot of people have sent me beats, like just emailed me randomly. Yeah. And like, that's that's good. But I feel like it's hard to find producers that you want to work with and that also actually <coughs> want to work with you. Yeah. 
and it's hard to it's hard to be on YouTube all the time and find beats that's actually for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like finding beats is kind of half the challenge because uh, then you've got also got a right to it because like you might find a beat that you actually like, but you might not might might not vibes with it like that. And same. But then, you, do you like it then? Is it, yeah. Is do you know what it is? You, I feel like for me, I can appreciate the way like a banging beat. Like I might not make bare trap songs or bare trap like whatever type of song like same way I don't like make no house music but if you show me a house beat you, and it's good and you know I, I'm it. vibes with it do you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying but I could never make a tune to it but just that's just because that's the type of artist that I am yeah. but as in it's the same way where if I work with a producer um, I like to just sit and work with them let them make the beat if I like the beat then we work with it if not then we work on something else but then it's like I could be in a position where they're making bad beats or going through bare different beats that yeah it's a, good, it's a good beat but I'm just not getting it do you know yeah. what I'm saying I, I watched the Nipsey Hustle interview one time yeah and he was saying that how we can work with loads of producers and like sometimes producers take offence where like <coughs> um, they're making a beat or they're showing you loads of their beats and you're you're liking it but you're like, nah, next one, next one, next one. And yeah. It's not because it's, it's not because they're shit beats yeah, or nothing. Yeah. But it's like he was just he literally said like you just don't hear words. Yeah. Because like, music is a spiritual thing. Like when the producer made the beat, like they heard it in their head and then created it. Yeah. Same way when a rapper hears a beat, they hear the words. They just Definitely. they just write it down. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. I can hear something that I proper like, but someone else it, that's for someone else to make something banging do you Word. know what I'm saying do you know it's interesting you say that yeah I remember years ago I watched um, a Jay-Z documentary called it was around the time he was making the Black Album which was his mm. retirement album yeah he was saying he was going to retire <clears throat> but and then like there's some video footage of him he had he, he basically hired out a complex of studios and he had all these different producers in there working and making beats for him. So he had like Just Plays in one studio, oh, Timberland in another studio, Neptunes in another yeah. studio. He had them all in the studio working. Like and then I've he goes into well. he goes into um, Timberland's studio. And like Tim, he's like, yeah, play me some beats. So Timberland's like playing, just going through like some beats. And you can see like Timberland's proper trying to sell them to him because he's like nodding his head. Like, I, I like this. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. But Jay's like, nah, 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 nah. And then he gets to one particular tune and you see Jay's face like change up. It's like, yeah. he, you it's know what I mean? And then, but the, what was funny about that, yeah, he ended up making a tune called Dirt Off Your Shoulders um, from that. But, but I remember when he went and he was flicking through those beats, yeah, later on, some of those other beats that he flicked through ended up being big songs for other people mm. as well. And it, just, it gets like that. Now, I wanted to ask you this though, yeah. Mm. See, like, in terms of like negotiating beats, yeah, as a young artist coming up, yeah, when someone gives you a beat, what kind of conversations are you having business-wise? Like what, like, what are you, are you having like, are you making agreements or are you just saying, you know what, here's, two bills or however much and that's that you know yeah i'm trying to understand the business side of music a lot more in it so that i can negotiate things like yeah. that but i already know things that like a producer is going to get 50 percent 
of the royalties or whatever if it's negotiated in that way. Yeah, but so, look, forget about like forget about what you know or what you've heard within the thing. I'm actually just asking you as in like as just because. You gotta think, yeah. Mm. Every generation just deals, deals with things very differently, yeah. Until it gets to a point where it's like it's super big business and you gotta be super straight. But when you're on the come up and you're just trying to find beats, the same way a producer is trying to find someone to rap on them, like what, like when you okay, you go on YouTube, you find a, a beat or someone's beat that you like or whatever. What do you do? You hit him up. Can I get the beat? What does he say? I'm gonna be real in it. I find it be on YouTube. I'm using it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just gonna be straight. Like to all the producers out there, I'll probably use your beat if it was banging, isn't it? I'll just use you, it. You can't sell it though. But no, have you sold but, it? But <laughs> that's my mind. I'm not even gonna. Yeah. Not even gonna say. It. Yeah. But my point is, if I find it be on YouTube, I'll just use it, innit? and I'll write to it. Whatever, if I like it. Like, if I like it to the extent, or like the tune that I made to to that extent, then I 100% try and contact them. Or, like, usually they just have a website or whatever where you can just buy it. Yes. And you've got, like, different deals. So it's yes. like, you might have, like, just simple MP3 for non-profit use or, like, the lease or whatever it is, for-profit use or, like, you can buy the whole um, stems of the beat or whatever it is you want to do. But... If it's like that, like I actually want to put it out there like that, then yeah, I'll buy it. But if it's just a beat that I like, then I'll just, I'll just write to it. That's interesting. That's good to know. I like that. I like the fact that you can just go on like someone's website, whatever, and just yeah, buy all the stems and do your thing. It's but, it's nuts though because it's nuts though because do you still you still get your publishing right? If you have publishing, like you, would you still get your, would you still get your your royalties off that? Because if I've paid you, yes. Yeah. If I've if I've paid you for the beat, that's that. Yeah, no. Some but, of them, some of them is like you just buy the beat and you own the beat, and that's that. How much of it do you own, really, though? Because really, obviously, they still must make their royalties from that. They must. That's be, if they. But, but then I feel like. That's good. You know, I'm gonna to speak to a young producer. Man. Yeah, I want to know how you lot. I just want to know how you lot move. I feel like I would want to know that as well because I feel like a lot of these producers they put out beats, and like a lot of people are getting finessed in it. I've heard beats on Apple, Apple Music, Spotify where the beat is saying to me, "This guy didn't pay for his beat." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's them kind of tags on the beat, and it's actually saying that on the track with man's voice recorded over it. Yeah. So it's like people are just doing that, like downloading the beat, recording over it, putting it out same way. Yeah. But it's like there are there are ways for them to make money because a yeah. lot of them do sell bare beats or like a beat pack or like. If yeah, I've got I've, in my head. I've got it now because yes, I can go. For example, I could go to Timberland. Oh, okay. I, let me just say this. So I can go to Timberland, for example, or I could go to I don't know, like Still Bangles, mm. and I can say to Still Bangles, boom. I want a beat from you and he could charge me for a particular beat and he might say to me, all right, boom, 100 racks, whatever it is. But even when I pay that, when I when I put this song through yeah, and put this as the performances, he still is a performer on yeah. that. So he would naturally still naturally, be, yeah. get his royalties from it. But as a young producer, I wonder how many young producers actually know and even artists know that 
they could still make money off it because I feel like some producers probably think, you know what? Oh, well, I'm just shotting you the beat. So mm. you you own it and whatever you do is what you do with it. And they could be fucking themselves that way. Yeah, because because <laughs> so, some I feel like if people knew, I feel like if more people knew, then more people probably make money because when you upload a song anyway, like you can credit the people, you can credit a producer. So if a, if a producer's actually like put music out there before, they should be able to get that. Get of course, and they will. A lot of producers will. Do you know who I think? Oh, did you? Was you going to resign? I was just going to confirm what you oh, said. Okay. Producers are paid with a combination of fees and royalties. Do you know what I think as well should happen if it's not already happening? <coughs> designers, yeah. So you like designers? They should, like, they should make royalties off stuff. The reason why I say that, yeah. I watched a documentary on a flight the other day. <clears throat> and I know that this is an old example, but we could put this into like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but fuck it. But I could say this with like the design that we've got, yeah? Because remember, see the design that we've got for the live show? Yeah. The designer ultimately was going to give us, I, I could have paid him, what was it, 150 or 200 some pound, yeah, for the whole thing, so I could do whatever I wanted oh, with right. it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So we got designed for a live show. Uh, Callum's person for, for, for the flyer. Yeah, flyer mm. for the live show. And then, boom, I was thinking maybe I might use this for other things. To sell products, yeah. for example. So that then, um, he said, then said, okay, cool, if you want to do that, it's this much. You give me like yeah. two things, what, two bills, whatever, 250. Anyway, yeah, Wu Tang. You know, you know Wu Tang. Have you seen the Wu Tang mm. logo? Mm. Yeah, I've got a T-shirt with Wu Tang logo. On. Okay, Wu Tang. They get a cut from every sale from that. Of course. So that I'm going to get into a point yeah. here. Wu Tang, absolute legendary rap group. Yeah, like legendary. One of my favorite um, groups ever in life. Um, RZA got a design, got that Wu that Wu Tang design. Yeah, and he paid the designer. $400. No way. $400. Imagine, yeah, as a designer, yeah, the designer probably said at the time, like in the 90s or whatever it was, he was like, oh, what, yeah, what, you gonna pay me four bills? Yeah, come what? Bam, let me just do this number, you, what? Bam, Wu-Tang, what, four bills, it's lit. I'm gonna fucking go and get me a Rascal Coconut tracksuit now, whatever the fuck. Put that in your pocket, mate. Yeah, boom, it's lit now. Four, yeah, four hundred dollars and that, yeah. But when you think about how much that W is worth now, if he would have said, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna charge you three fifty, maybe even maybe even two bills, but I want five percent or ten percent at max. Yeah of like just whatever happens with it I want that mm. that's residuals for the rest of your life do you get what I'm for saying yeah. this is what I always say yes so sometimes why can't they do that no, they, they can. you can I feel like they should you can anyone no, of course you can it's, it's young or sorry I shouldn't say young but like people earlier on in their careers that aren't informed that they, they don't know that they can do that do yeah it's true they don't know that they can do that bro yeah. and that's what I'm saying yeah see for a lot they, of people they, they like don't always look at don't always look at the fee. Do you know sometimes, what, yeah? sometimes you got to look at the terms and the pie. Mm. If you look at the terms and the pie, you will be able to benefit a lot better than if you just saw just the P. Mm. Trust me when I tell you, blood. Mm. I feel like 
I understand that because I feel like also when you're when you're like maybe maybe it's that up and coming uh, up and coming thing or when you're just trying to get to places you kind of some maybe you kind of just take what you're getting do you know what I mean yeah it's true like you see what you see what it is you know like I've never actually done that I've never actually got this before you know so like Boy, you, don't, let me you, just, don't, you don't want to rock the boat yeah, as well. Yeah, let, let me not ruin it, do you know what I mean? It's mm. like, even with me, yeah, I could even say, in my, from my perspective as an artist, like, doing, doing shows, yeah, for example, it's like, as an artist, and, like, you want to get yourself out there, you want to do shows, and people know that. So, like, for them, giving you an opportunity to do a show, that's the opportunity, do you know what I'm saying? But it's like, how do you then get to a position where you can say, well, for this show, I want to, like, if I'm going to do three songs, you maybe give me, I don't know, £100 a song or whatever. Mm. Or, or, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, sometimes Basically, people don't Basically, how do you tra- transition from doing something for free? When you can bring in value to whatever you're coming I was just to. Mm. You can pull in a crowd, for, yes. for example. Yeah. If there's a couple people, you're definitely in a position to ask for money. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, because I was about to say that, but also... Sometimes one, you're not particularly aware that you you could do that, and two, for them, sometimes they're not aware that you could do that. Sometimes they just like you, and they might mm. just want to do it because maybe they're just a fan of you or whatever it is. Yeah, but three, sometimes what happens is is that like people can feel like they are doing you the favor regardless mm, of anything. So you have to be able to try to differentiate when something is going to be beneficial for you and when it isn't going to be beneficial for you and be able to just say, nah. Yeah. Do you get me? I'm not, I'm not going to do it. But not, not in a rude way, but yeah, this one's not really going to work. Yeah, <coughs> this one's not going to work. But that is, I had that because as a DJ coming up, I was doing bare things for like cheap or like free. Mm. And then it's like, rah, how do I? But then sometimes what happens is a random person hits you. And a random person might just say, oh, what's your fee for X, Y, and Z? And you ain't even got a fee yet. No <laughs> that's idea. the next thing, though. <laughs> that is the next thing, though. That is actually the next thing. Good thing to always say, though, is what's your budget? Yes. Yeah. I always say, well, like, what's your budget? They say, oh, well, we just, we don't know. Don't know yeah, we're just trying to work it out. Yeah, we're just trying to work it out. We're just trying to work it out. numbers and you're like, oh, okay. first number. And like, yeah, and it's mad, because what you might find yourself doing is, yeah, you might say, oh, you'll be reluctant to say a fee. Reluctant. So then you lower that. Because yeah. you'll think, oh, you know, I don't really want, like, I want to say this, Again, but I'm gonna, I don't want to rock yeah, the boat. Exactly. So then you say a fee <laughs> a bit lower than you really want. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> amazing. They're like, yeah, no. yeah. They're like amazing. Okay. So like, for two nights. And you're like, oh, rah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then you're kind of like, oh, right, they was expecting you to say a lot more. Like, oh, fuck, man. But then you don't oh. want to say something, oh, that's just ridiculous. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to gauge it, innit? But once um, you start finding it, I feel, I feel like every period of time it yeah. changes. Even now for me, bro. You see, like now, like obviously for a time I've been charging a certain fee for DJing for long or whatever. And then now I think, you know what? I can, ch- I can get a bit more now. Mm. I can, innit? But I maybe could have before, but I just didn't feel like, oh, I didn't really want to, you know what I mean? I oh, feel like that's what Callum said. You just have to, be, you have to be able to justify it. 
Like, yeah. you have to be able to say, like, I can, you have to pay me this because of this, and it. Yeah. And that's that, that's just that. Like, just have to be firm. Oh, someone is good at, good at working that out. Like, working out his values. Oh, yeah, I've noticed poet, that from what he says as well. Yeah. Poet so. is so good at, like, I'll tell you something here. If he ever stops F. doing what he's doing and he just decides that he wants to take care of talent, oh, oh bro, he will make one of the He best will get you, bro, he will get you the greatest jobs. He will get you the greatest jobs and the best fee for where you're at. Mm. And he will raise it. And you know what? Do you know who, who's, um, uh, what do you call it? Testament to that. I've been doing this thing with Vice. And um, I remember like, the guy was saying to me, there's a couple of people that are really good at negotiating their fees and stuff like that. And I don't really want to say their names because, oh, fuck it. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. But he said, Alhan is very good. Yeah. Julie is very good. And he said, Poet is very good. Um, it did get to a point where like some people just get a bit too expensive so they can't really use them for whatever, yeah? But it's just the, the fact that someone will say, you know what, yeah? You know, this is what you need to do and this is who you need to speak to. Because they are so, they are so good mm. at negotiating what needs to happen from from then on. So, mm. but yeah, man. Well, boy, yeah, we've been here for a minute now. Yeah, Poet hasn't turned up, and yeah. <laughs> but anyway, listen, bro. Listen, you you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing me, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did, I just I just rang him. I thought, you know what? Come roll with me in it. You weren't supposed to be on the microphone. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. For real. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And why is the microphone making that noise? Oh, no, it's not. We got maybe two more episodes now for the year, I'd say. Mm. Like, we're going to do one next week, and then we need to do one to wrap up the whole year for New Year's <laughs> Day. And then, yeah. I don't know, I think I might need a break for a week or two, man. <laughs> but we'll see. Ah, of course, I can hear the thing ringing. I bet that's poet. All right, listen, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone, yeah? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 